What is going on, you guys? It's been a while. It's been a little while since we've all hung out here on Happy Sad Talk Thing. Uh, the premiere Los Angeles-based podcast for uh, the one, the one-man rambling band of just me. Um, yeah, thoughts, feelings, human interest, shit. Um, I can't remember the last time we talked. Oh, yeah, I think the last time we talked, I was going to Vermont. Oh, no, and then I came back and we did the Mount Shasta with Jack. That was fun. Um, you know, this is usually the time where I say, sorry, I haven't been here. Um, and where I recommit. And guess what? I'm going to do it again because it's important to recommit to the practices in your life. And the longer you get away from them, the harder it is to come back, you know, show up and say, "Ugh, you know, fuck, now I haven't gone to the gym in two months. Oh, boy. Let's make it three. Two is the same as, you know, yeah, just all fucking, all fucking in your head bullshit. Yeah, just show up. It's fine. You know, so here's a podcast. It's fine. <laughs> I to try to do them more because I like doing them. You know, and all these all these other practices in my life that come and go, whether it's meditation or walking or running or journaling, you know, productive things that re- require a little bit of discipline and effort, but ultimately reduce the suffering in my life because, you know, even though it's easier to not really do those things in the short term, it really ends up... Kicking your ass. Can white people do accents ever? Can anyone do accents ever? Are accents inherently reductive? Um, I think about it a lot because I love to do characters and voices and such. I do, I don't know if this is a fucked up idea, but I feel like it's okay to like punch up with that stuff or punch laterally. What do I mean by that? Uh, Mackin, I'll freaking tell you right now. Um, basically, I think as a white person, it's probably okay to, it's like a good rule to just like, just do other white country voices, <laughs> you know, like, uh, like I'll do a Scottish accent. I'll do a French accent. I'll do an Irish accent. You know, I'll do a German accent. Um, you know, I, when I start to get into... I mean, Spanish accent, you know, Hispanic. Oh, boy. You know, this is where we're getting into tricky territory. If I did any sort of Asian accent, yikes. Yikes town central, you know. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess it is a a matter of like, you know, because you like to tell stories. You like to do voices. Voices are fun. Um but they certainly can be problematic if they are reductive, you know. Um, And then you think, you know, there's all this stuff about blackface in uh, North Carolina, which, oh, Virginia, sorry. I mean, there's probably blackface in North Carolina too. But there's a conversation we all had recently in the the culture Um, because of fucking Ralph Northam, racist mayor, governor, Jesus Mackin, Get your facts straight. Motherfucker, uh, white dude dressed up in blackface. 
Put it in his yearbook. Yikes. De- also denies it. What happened with that? Is that motherfucker stepping down? What's going on there? I gotta follow up on that story. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, and then the second guy, Fairfax, was accused of sexual assault. Um, and then the third guy in line, the attorney general, was like, I also did blackface. Crazy. Anyways, so that, I mean, obviously has a history of being racist with uh, minstrel shows and such and is extremely reductive um, and ultimately dehumanizing. Um, and I think if you were to do a black voice, like, is that just a, a version of blackface, you know? Like, is that is that still reductive, you know? Um yeah, this is just the shit I think about. <laughs> but I feel like, damn, this one is not bad. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a bad accent. I don't think I'm doing that accent well, but... um, You know, I, yeah, I, just, I don't think the... I think the Scots can take it, you know? Sorry, Scots. Love you. I love you to death. If, yeah, if you're Scottish and you're listening to this, I love you. I'm just going gonna, gonna to do your voice, and I think it's going to be fun. You can do my voice, too. Oh, guys, Jesus Christ. Where do we stand on this issue? I want everyone to feel good. I also like doing voices. <sighs> Obviously. <laughs> doing voices, not as important as humanizing people. But voices are fun. Anyways, yeah. Nova Darling's episode. Here's an episode with Nova Darlings. Yeah, this is uh, the second part of the um, album commentary. Our album came out maybe eight months ago, nine months ago. And uh, yeah, we uh, all sat down and just kind of went song by song and told stories and stuff. And it was great fun. And we, um, oh shit, we've completed our tour since, since we last spoke. Oh shit, guys. Oh, too much to just say about that. We'll do a whole podcast about that hopefully but uh the album was in support of or that tour was in support of that album um we put it out in the summer and then we toured in the winter oh guys it was so fucking sick made so many uh friends and shit you know it was really just a great time um yeah so uh i'm actually going camping a big sur tomorrow um with my girlfriend what i have a girlfriend now officially Oh, shit. Officially. Saying officially makes me sound like I'm in high school, huh? Oh, it's official. That's the thing, though. You know, you got to have the conversation. You got to check in. Say, hey, we doing this? And someone's like, no. And you're like, cool, 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 cool. Or just like, what are we doing? You know? Just communicating like, hey, are we going to voluntarily, you know, elect to participate in a monogamous relationship? Does that work for you? Does that work for me? These are the questions. These are the conversations, you know? And uh, sometimes terms are helpful, you know? Uh, anyways, Sarah's my girlfriend. I'm her boyfriend. Whoa! Is there a part of me that is very scared by that? Yes. Is there a part of me that wants to burn everything that stands up in my life to the ground? Yes. <laughs> but here I am trying to stand strong and just, you know, 
let let cool shit be cool. So right now it's cool. You know? It's interesting all the same problems you have when you're in a relationship that you think you're gonna, are going to disappear when you get into a relationship. That's always pretty wild, huh? Yeah. You know? You're like, oh man, still got to get groceries. <laughs> Starting a new job. I teach music to kids now. Um, well, people of all ages, really, but it's. I guess I have three students, like seven to 12, and then I have one adult woman student who's a teacher of kids as well. She teaches pre-K, um, and then I'm teaching her ukulele, and it's really fun. Oh, man. Recording some music as well that I'll tell you guys about soon uh, with previous and hopefully future guests of this podcast, um, and the Nova Darlings are playing the Lexington on April 9th with Cherry Domingo, our uh, rad emo indie rock friend band. Um, all right, guys, without further ado, here's the uh, the song exploder style, kind of behind the motherfucking thing, thing of the thing, thing, thing. And hey, guys, stay, uh, stay... Stay cool out there. I was going to say stay thing out there, but it just, I got tired of it. I got tired of myself, guys. I got tired. And, and, and what do you think of me, huh? Welcome to this show. I bet it's going to be fun for you. Thankfully, this episode includes other people. <laughs> and we're not really talking about uh, our heart minds as much as we're talking about a thing that we made. Back to things. All the things. And to you, I say... A Merry Merry Christmas. And here's the episode. Goodbye. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. I don't know anything. I'm just happy and sad and stuff. Um... Should we listen in after that? Well, there's an upright piano there that was really fun to record on. Yeah, that was interesting because I thought, because we had the upright and then like, Piano, acoustic piano sounds from my Roland. From your Roland, yeah. And I, it was funny because I kind of assumed for this song I wouldn't want the upright sound. Right. But it ended up just like, I don't know, it sounded a lot more. Yeah. It blended with stuff better, kind of. Yeah. Quirky. Yeah, slightly like, slightly out of tune yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. This next part. We we used to play that so many different ways. Like we took so long to figure out how to transition from chorus to second verse. Yeah, I think yeah. there was one rehearsal in particular in which I think it was Carter's idea to be like, yeah. Sarah, what if you like match the? Because I don't even know how it works out. Because I only remember we, my I part. I just remember. 
Sorry. No, it's I fine. remember going down like a deep rabbit hole and just <laughs> yeah. trying so many trying different so things. Many different it took things. So and then we, we arrived on that. But it was yeah. after like many, many alternatives. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I fucked it up I, I like so much. Turned out though. I yeah, think it's yeah. the album that sounds good. Oh, and this guitar solo is so cool. Oh, yeah. That's fucking yeah. insane. It's a, I love that. That is a big love that town chorus pedal. And I was deliberating between that and like a fuzz pedal. Yeah. I remember, but I'm really glad that I picked that one. Yeah. Because I'm so in cool. hindsight, I'm really happy with the chorus. And yeah, then this and I, bridge just happened. Um, we just improvised it one time because this was originally just another chorus. It was like a breakdown chorus. And then during one rehearsal, I was like, oh, what if. And I was just like feeling it, and then we were like, "Oh, well, that's that's actually cool with different lyrics." Yeah, that totally. take everything oh so serious. Damn, I'm totally forgetting forgot about all that. About, yeah, that's oh. crazy. It's been a saga. Ooh, and listen carefully for those laws. Those, those, those oh yeah. Laws. I think we did I those as a joke, first, and then we were like, yeah, we, we should like, do. Wait a second, this is sick. <laughs> oh yeah. Heck yeah. Oh, should we talk about the song? We should probably talk about the songs a yeah. little bit. Yeah, um, maybe you could start <clears throat> off with some, if anything, inspired you. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, with the, with the lyrics. And the, yeah, lyrically, I feel like Laundry Room, Seishra, um, I just remember being on a trip with my family. And I love my family a lot, but I was kind of drowning emotionally. Um and I was FaceTiming with this girl that I was dating for a second. And she, we had like just started dating for like a week. And then it was like winter break and we both went on vacations with our family. So it was like, that's weird. do we want to <laughs> kind of keep like talking for three weeks <laughs> until yeah, we see each other again? So weird. it was kind of weird. Um, but I remember we would both kind of uh, like, like, try to find like some isolated place in the house where we didn't have to be around anybody and then FaceTime each other. And she would FaceTime from her parents' laundry room. And I was just like, Oh, that seems like a, a thing. Um, so that song's just about that kind of, uh, miscommunication between people. And when you're in the same room and you feel that kind of infinite space mm-hmm. between people and, uh, yeah, just, trying to make it through family reunions <laughs> i would say <laughs> <laughs> yeah man and what about a knife knife <clears throat> knife to the f- my face um i think i was listening to the duncan Trussell podcast which carter and i are big fans of um and uh i think it was jack cornfield that was talking mm-hmm. about um intention and he was saying that uh, like if someone was taking a knife to your heart like for surgery it would look like there's still a pain and someone's cutting you with a knife but it's it's ultimately for this healing purpose and then you have uh, or if someone's stabbing you you know and just that uh, which is yeah, worse amazing. that's yeah. beautiful I didn't know that that's really yeah. it is worse and so Thanks, I was like Larry. whoa that's crazy like so <laughs> the knife to the heart is not inherently like yeah, bad or good. Um, and so I think the song is a lot about like being frustrated and wanting some kind of transformation, mm. but maybe not being able to tell in your own life <laughs> what uh, the kind of good transformational pain and the bad kind of self-destructive yeah. transformational pain is. Um, and so 
yeah, I feel like that song is just like somebody trying to figure it out to kickstart some change in some healthy ways and some unhealthy ways. Freaking stabbing that's, everybody. <laughs> it's about that's songs stabbing. about stabbing people. Yeah, that's what we're Back talking about. Love yeah, getting dude. stabbed. Love getting stabbed, guys. Love a good getting stabbed. <laughs> love a good stabbing. <laughs> <laughs> Should we listen to the next song? Yeah. All right, this next song is called I Like Crashing My Car Into Yours. Check it out. Check it out. So this is an acoustic guitar through an amplifier, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, this is like a take that like, I don't even know if I was originally like thinking that it would be like a take that would be super up front of the mix. Right. It was, I was planning I'm like, oh, like maybe this will be something we'll mix super low. It'll be like a texture. Mm. And then it was the one we, we just listened to it. Yeah, because we have a we had a bunch of different electric guitars recorded for this intro. Yeah, and there's just something about the acoustic guitar through the amp, all fuzzed up. It sounds real nice. Yeah. Yeah, we had a very clean like acoustic guitar originally, yeah. layered with like an electric guitar that was dirty, which was interesting. You have a lot of interesting like kind of guitar bed stuff in this song. Yeah, I like. Can you talk a little bit about like your guitar? shit that's going on in this song <laughs> yeah um basically with this song um there's a lot of layering going on so there's like the main main like overdriven acoustic guitar that's happening but then like even like right here in the song um like you can hear like some um i don't even remember what pedal it is but it's like this pedal and it's just like it's like this crazy like delay we use that for a lot of the ambient sounds mm. Um, and then like yeah and then other than that I'm, I'm a big fan of like just layering things. right like, there's Evo on there too right what's that Evo oh yeah tons of tons of Evo yeah yeah all over okay. Evo all over is this the <laughs> is this the one where your vocals were recorded not in the studio or yeah this is a demo it? vocal <laughs> that's crazy I actually, I'd written the song for a school assignment um for like a horn arranging assignment and so I had I had no it was idea. due at like nine in the morning and I like uh, wrote the song at like two in the morning <laughs> <laughs> and then I recorded a demo. So this is me in my kitchen in my underwear. Oh my God. Uh, I was like probably peanut butter and <laughs> just like sitting there uh, and I had just written the song and I was like, um, wow, or like the verses and the lyrics and stuff. Um, I remember you made a video with it. Yeah, Facebook. Yeah, I remember seeing that, and then you had told me that like you didn't sleep at all last night (laughs) because you were working on your horn arrangement. Yeah, and also making a like a video. Yeah, I got pretty pseudo music video. I I was like pretty caught up in the thing. Um, Of like uh, sick though. Yeah, it was fun. I I made a little video and put it on Facebook, and then and then we stole it. We stole that song. (laughs) Yeah, fucking Jesus Christ, you guys took it. No, it was shit uh, all over it. It was just, it was a simple folk thing, and I thought it would be way cooler if the three of us, the four of us, um, if three of us, one of us not included, I'm just joking, <laughs> um, like sunk our teeth into it and added the uh, the instrumentation, which I think was cool. And we did the, yeah. tried to do like a Beatlesy thing of drums on the left and bass guitar on the right. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, but, because um, I think we did recut a vocal um, yeah, we did. I remember we totally did. Sarah produced it, and I was like, "It was it was great." 
<laughs> and then I lost, oh, I lost my hard drives. I lost like a Ooh, backpack full of hard drives. The fire. We call it the fire. We've been referring to this one incident as the fire. No which fire was involved. Zero fire. But it felt like a fire in my heart. <laughs> I just lost a backpack in an Uber. And it had like a, a lot of things on the record that we had to re-record. Story Once album. something gets lost in an Uber, there's like no fucking way to get it back. Yeah. And I've I'd taken so many multiple Ubers that night, like to different places. So I wasn't sure if it was at like my parents' house or, or my apartment or this yeah. bar that I was at or the studio. It was just a Someone real... somewhere. Just has, has that shit <laughs> has what if someone out there is just like putting out our record they're gonna like, sell it for a million leaked. dollars i don't know we didn't lose when everything which was good um we had other backups in other places um but we definitely like lost some shit that kind of set us back yeah totally. <laughs> i just remember like recording the bass guitar so many times oh my god because I, I i forget what happened but basically but i'm glad every time that i re-recorded the bass guitar i ended up changing a lot like parts and mm. stuff like that. Yeah, it like solidified your. Yeah. yeah. So I think it was probably a blessing in disguise. Um, but yeah, I like that that demo recording because it's a uh, it's a demo vocal on the record. Um, yeah. Which is always fun when that's done. There's a couple things on the record that are from the demo process. Right. That are bedroom recordings, which I always think is nice. What's the other ones? Um, I think there's a guitar on Terrible Film that's from there. Oh. Um. Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but the roads that you were playing was uh, Elmer Bernstein's roads. Yes, which is cool. He's like a that was crazy Oscar-winning film composer guy. Yeah, I had um, no idea. Yeah, yeah. So it's the cool. mini. Wait, is he mini related roads. to Leonard so Bernstein or key. totally different? I don't. Different. I don't think sure. they're related, but okay. they're both famous composer guys. Um, <laughs> And that's oh, what all world. I know. <laughs> also, Bernstein Bears, unrelated. Bernstein Bears. <laughs> um, should we play Happy Birthday? Oh, yeah. So this is... Um, I don't remember how... Uh-oh. Carter's threatening to kill Larry. <laughs> Again. I don't remember how this oh, no. came about. Me neither. <laughs> like we I just, think you were fucking around with like just throwing in cool audio samples, but then yeah. we, we like loved your voicemail thing so much that we were like it should just have its own thing. Is that what happened? I forget. I just a hundred percent forget what happened. But I, there was a voicemail from my grandpa. Yeah. And I think I played it for you guys and Carter was like, oh, we should put that on the record or something. Yeah, maybe that, like, you were just showing us because it was cute. Yeah. And we were just like, put it on the record. I forget entirely. No idea. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I remember thinking about um, <laughs> the uh, Frank Ocean um, blonde. He has, like, a really funny voicemail mm. from his mom. It's just, like, the whole whole track is just... yeah. His mom. Heck yeah. So. Yeah, it just felt like, I don't know, because cause like, the, like the last lyric in the, one of the last lyrics in the song is like, I never liked my birthday all that much. Yeah. And um, like, I don't know, it's just always, like, yeah, I think it just. It's a happy birthday voice. Yeah. From like, Mac and yeah, yeah, that's what it sounds well, like to me. There's one for my grandpa like, and there's one for my grandma and then there's 
One from your mom that's not a birthday voicemail that's just it's like so telling funny. you to get to the airport. Dude, it's so funny. <laughs> she listened to it and she was like, why would you put my voice on there? I sound like a crazy person. Larry, wake up. <laughs> oh, I love that. It's that's so my cute. favorite. It is cute. And then there's like one from your friend and there's a couple different layers in there. Yeah. And I then w- the sounds are all from the song. Like it's like harmonium pitched down, and mm-hmm. it's all just like time strip. Yeah, you kind of you kind of took like all of like these like like little sample or like little things, and you just kind of threw them together. And yeah. Into a- yeah, I remember us going back and forth for a while when we were mixing with our friend Joey, uh, our sweet friend Joey Messina Dorning, who mixed a record. And uh, shout out to Joey, the greatest human being of all time. <laughs> um, but I remember it took us a while to. Even though it's just a transition on the record, we argued for a while about the, what the placement, like what the sequence of voicemails should be. Yeah. <laughs> and so it may just seem like a spattering of things, but we tried a lot of different orders of voicemails. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely listen closely to that. Don't, don't skip that <laughs> on the record if you're listening to it. Yeah. There's a lot of nuggets in No there. skipping. <laughs> no skipping. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I think that song is just about being self-destructive. Um, have you guys ever read the book uh, Last Lecture by Randy Posh? No, no. sir. Oh. It's like this professor um, who like has to give a lecture and has an exercise. Or like, what would you do as your last lecture? So like, what do you want to say to your students if it was the last thing you ever said to them? Mm. And then this guy gets like pancreatic cancer and actually has to. <laughs> oh, <laughs> holy fuck. shit! His final lecture, and oh, it's fuck. really, really heartwarming and beautiful. Damn, just kind of like his so bad for laughing humanity thing. That's crazy. Um, Is it, it was fiction? Wild. No, it's a real story, holy and there's a real video shit. you can watch on YouTube of this guy giving this lecture. Um, it's very sick. Um, and there was this one part in the book where he was talking just about. I think he was talking about how like material things are stupid or something and uh he's talking about like one part where his wife crashed her car into a different car that was parked and so there were there were two cars that were destroyed but it was just one driver and i think like one of the name of one of the chapters is like the two car one driver collision or something like that Mm. so i was like damn that is emotional because like you know it doesn't necessarily take two people to fuck up two lives (laughs) yeah you know um yeah so that's what that song's about um she was in a terrible film yes most of my memories in relation to this song are about making the music video yeah <laughs> which was so fun that was a blast man very diy yeah i think the only money very we messy spent. lots of eggs lots wasted of eggs. you were wearing that wig and that I jumpsuit just the w- actual worst wig i've ever seen in my <laughs> life that is the scene <laughs> i always think about when you two are at the making the, the weird that's like what i think about when i hear this song cards and we put like vitamins, vitamins. <laughs> yeah man and like lying in the alleyway with the christmas yeah lights. that was so cool that was fun man and just dancing i think we confused a lot of neighbors a lot of your neighbors yeah there's a lot there's a there's some video clips of like me just on the floor in christmas lights and they're just like, like a oh, car, car passes <laughs> yeah and i have to like get up and just like wave to everybody I think that's a common theme of just our music videos and like and just photos. confusing Matt's yeah, neighbors. Ju- 
<laughs> when Larry and I were doing the crash in my car video, there was a lot of strange looks. Yeah. Saying, like, please don't hit my car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And today we were doing a photo one. shoot today, and I, yeah. I think that one neighbor lady was not excited about it. Um, we were like, hey, how's it going? And she was like, hey, what are you guys doing in the street? We're in the middle of the street with a couch. Yeah. Hoodlums. I found an old notebook of verses for this song the other day. Oh, really? And there were a bunch of them. Um, and it's interesting because it just is the way it is now. But Also, Larry, this riff is really sick. Thanks, man. But I think this is just something hey, we job, jammed Larry. on. <laughs> hey, man. Good job, dude. He really plays. Hey, thanks, man. Hey, good job. <laughs> hey, thanks, Carter. Hey, dude. Hey, Carter. Hey. Hey. Nice. Hey, nice look, dude. You look good today. Aw. You look good, too. Thanks, dude. See, they can't be sarcastic for too long <laughs> before it's just genuine love. Oh, I never stop being sarcastic. <laughs> I'm totally oh, kidding. Yeah. I'm totally kidding. I went for, dude, I went for the punchline, but oh, I really was not being dude. sarcastic. Real cool, Larry. No, I'm really wow. sad, I'm man. sorry, man. No, I'm Way really to hurting. fucking hurt Carter's feelings. <laughs> I wanna, oh. That was, oh my God, are you? Are you <laughs> <laughs> He's just sobbing. <laughs> no, you do look good today. That part was fun to record because I remember it was at at Shekel was recording it and Larry and I like ran down the alley and got some like bottles from the trash and we're just like (laughs) throwing, kicking them around the floor. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just like that's cool. (laughs) We're just dropping stuff. Yeah, yeah. That was fun to record that ambient stuff. To be like Wilco for yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) And the poem that Shekel is reading in the background, you can kind of hear it was like before like the, the you remember that poetry class we took yeah with yeah um david, david st john. john yeah exactly um, i wrote a poem for that class that inspired the lyrics for the song mm. uh, but i think it was That's just cool. a jam that we were doing for a while and then larry started playing sick riffs <laughs> and we wrote a pop song yeah but that song's just about um i think the poem was called like good song bad movie and i was like huh. dating this girl that was really cynical and there was like so much stuff that i thought was extremely sentimental and cute and she was like this is really dumb <laughs> i was like cool <laughs> oh my god That's um funny. but it's like one of those types of relationships where you get to know somebody and you just like say all the darkest parts of yourself in a weird attempt to scare them away but also hoping that they're like not gonna be scared away <laughs> and stay there for you um yeah that's cool. Okay. What's next? I'm starting to hate Siphon. All of oh, my yeah. Friends. This song's gone through a lot of changes. And I love my loneliness. Such as. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, remember we used to start, like, playing it really loudly? Really? On, oh, yeah. Before we did this I breakdown intro? That. Yeah, I remember Oh, that. yeah. Like we started Oh yeah yeah Fully yeah. come in Just yeah. right at the top And then we drop back down Kind of Yeah 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 Damn We had like a whole different bridge At a certain point Mm-hmm. Did we have to re-record the piano? The piano yeah, yeah. I flipped up the piano on this one <laughs> That one was lost New engineer right. What's or- up? Did that one get lost in the fire? I think that one got lost in the fire. It got lost? Okay. Or, the, like, the cable was bad or something. Yeah, there was, like, some weird shit about it. I remember Sarah it. having to re-record this piano, like, more than once. Yeah. So. 
One, two, three, four, go. There's a while where we would just jam on this before, like we tried just playing it before lyrics, you know, like just grooving on it for a while, but it didn't work. Mm-hmm. So we were like, I don't remember. For a while, we were like gonna play that kind of B section and just uh, like with no lyrics at first. No, it was, oh. was done. Really trim the fat. Yeah, this song's been through a lot. It's having a hard time. <laughs> Yeah, we might cut this one. <laughs> <laughs> and then Larry, like this guitar part, has like went through many iterations. Yeah, because this was oh, originally yeah, like some other part that was like. Yeah. Dude, like I don't know why it made me think of U two. U two. I don't know why that. It's a pretty like U two like kind of. It's just like a bit like the chord. Just yeah. I liked it. I thought it was cool. Oh, I thought it was great too. But I, I I like this more. Yeah, I like yeah. what you landed so cool. on. The honest to God reason that I changed it is because I showed my sister a demo of this song, and then I was like, "What do you think of this?" And she was like, "Oh, it's really cool, but like this one part sounds cheesy." I was like, "Oh, oh fuck, fuck, you're right." Family. <laughs> but I agreed with her. Wow, like, she I was called like, you out. Shit, huh? like you're right. <laughs> family, family shame. That's funny. So thanks, Andrea. <laughs> There's the OP1. Hello, OP1. Hello. <laughs> I think well, this used to be a full chorus, and then we cut it to a half breakdown. Yeah, totally. I think I just came into rehearsal one day, and I was listening to... Um, I just want to hear this real quick. And that was also a thing that used to be different, and we like changed that hit a bunch of times, remember? Before we decided to come in with like the snare and the offbeat. Yeah. yeah. I think I was listening to a song called What Will You Say by Jeff Buckley, which is like a thing he would only do live. And he was doing this, <clears throat> it was a similar kind of mixolydian, like similar tempo type thing. And I came into rehearsal and you two were just playing like these chords um, or something. And I think you were playing something similar to this drum groove. And then I think uh, we were just kind of improvising and that's, I think that's how the song started. Mm. I remember jamming on it yeah. first. And then this ending. Oh, here's the one in the morning. <laughs> it was 1.30 in the morning. Yeah. And Sarah and I were like, wait, what if we wrote an outro to this song? And I was like, God, Mac, and I'm so tired. Let me get out of here. <laughs> I'm a fan of not sleeping and going for it at, at wee hours no, of the morning. No, it was great. It was really fun. Because you picked yeah, up nice. the... Get, the get, banjitar. Get Joe? Get Joe. Get Joe. Banjitar. Is there an official name for it? I call Gitcha. it a gitcha, but I heard someone call it a banjitar the other day. Oh my god. It's basically just like an acoustic guitar, but it's built like a banjo. Funny. Yeah. So Banjitar. Cool. Banj- that sounds so I like gitcha. Gitcha. Gitcha's yeah. cute. Gitcha. Yeah. It's a gitcha. Get your ass out of here. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> See ya. Heck yeah. Got him. Got him. Dude, would you want to talk about the, the lyrics? Yeah. Um, I think for me, like, this was, like, a year, like, I remember in school, my sophomore year, I had some roommates, and uh, it was just, I just I was one of them. (laughs) (laughs) 
you were you and me got along good though um i i loved the people i lived with but i just i was i think really depressed at the time and uh just like had no alone time and uh so i would just like i would just get in my car and then all of a sudden i would just start crying out of nowhere you know just not realizing that i like had a lot inside that i needed to let out you know yeah and then so the year after i was like i'm gonna live alone and so i lived alone and then i like never saw anybody and then i kind of went to the other side of the spectrum of isolation you know so i think the song's just like trying to figure out that balance of like when everyone in your life starts like making you angry and upset like that's the first line it's like oh, i'm starting to hate all my friends it's like that's probably not it you know yeah. <laughs> it's probably not everyone has simultaneously become an asshole um so just trying to like when you're feeling depressed and stuff like that and you're like don't want to make it other people's problem so you just stay inside and then it just keeps you in this like cycle of depression <laughs> totally. yeah. yeah yeah and just trying to balance that of like realizing that ultimately you do need other people <laughs> in your life um yeah 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 that's a it's a tough balance Very for sure yeah so now i have roommates i like it i love playing this song mm I love playing with Larry in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. I remember when you guys worked that intro out. It was beautiful. Yeah, that was fun. It's alright. It's alright. I remember when we were picking the songs for the record. I don't think this one was done. And I think you were like, we should do this one. I love this song. Yeah. Don't fight. But you, you championed it early on. You're welcome. <laughs> there is no escaping there. Just follow and come home. I think we did the percussion in my in my closet here. That's another thing that we did here. There's a few tracks. Oh, yeah, of percussion here. overdub, overdub stuff. Yeah, here. shaker, background vocals that we just did in my room here and there. Yeah, it gets very hot in that little closet. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Start sweating. Start playing tambourine. Yeah, just going, <laughs> going in, in a flop sweat. <laughs> So rock and roll is all about cramped spaces. <laughs> I don't know. This song just came really naturally to us. I feel like yeah, um, we didn't have to really struggle with it arrangement wise. I mean, in the recording process, there are more nuanced yeah, decisions. I like, but yeah, I think it came together live. I remember like that interlude was like a thing that happened live one time. Definitely. Um, Do you remember? Yeah, I do remember messing around with different ways to play it, though. I think we kind of stuck to it once we kind of locked it down. I guess the backgrounds you guys kind of solidified, like Sarah's part. Post. Yeah, that came together pretty late in the game. I love that. That stuff was yeah. Whew. 
Christmas fun. Yeah, I love like those moments when um, in the recording process you start doing something like that, like you weren't doing, like when yeah. you're playing the songs live, and yeah. then it becomes part of like the song. Yeah, definitely. A lot. I think. Of that. Yeah, there's like yeah. a lot in the recording. Like this guitar part right here, like is something that like. I never played until the studio, and then I was like, I should play something here. Yeah, like, now I feel like now I feel like this is an important part of the dude. And then the Larry song. fucking crushed the solo, and it was oh, it was very yeah. late, and then delirium. That gets me so hyped. <laughs> And that drum fill? Hell yeah. So sick. It's nice making music with your friends because then you can be like, oh, dude, you did a cool thing just then. (laughs) You're good. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy, like, the process of, like, playing. Because I feel like now that we play the songs after that we've recorded them, like, they're different than before, you know? Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's just crazy, like, it's the same stuff pretty much, but just, like, like, like the difference between the art form of recording music and like playing music, you know? Yeah. Like, like live music yeah. versus recorded music. Cause you're just thinking, especially if you're like recording your part alone on yeah. top of other parts, you're really thinking about what you're doing Yeah, yeah. more so than like when you're all playing together live, you're right. kind of like, I can just like sit back in this like comfortable thing that yeah. I always do. Right. Whereas like if you're really just thinking about the way you're playing something, you're like, wait, I could do something like really cool and yeah. unique here. And when you're not playing your instrument, you're just sitting back. Then yeah, just, yeah, definitely. So, definitely and they're also different. There are certain process. things that work live that don't work in the studio. Yeah, that too. Yeah. yeah. Also, the way the record and I think you were maybe saying this, but we've talked about this before. Just the record then influences how we play it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we've listened it. Yeah, listened to it so much. And now there are parts that a lot of specific fills that maybe I would like change up a lot. I now play them every time that yeah, way or yeah, yeah. it becomes part more so yeah, than, yeah. I know Which for I bass really lines cool. for sure for me because usually when we're like writing I'm just sort of like playing root notes and yeah. then singing and like thinking about melodies and lyrics and things and so when we went to record the record that was like the first time I actually like thought about the, what the bass lines should be rather than <laughs> just like the roots of the chords yeah <laughs> So. You're not giving yourself enough credit, but I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Like, y- yeah, well, I, yeah. Well, I mean, you know. Yeah. I mean, let's not let's you, not get ourselves. I'm <laughs> the greatest bass player of our, our goddamn generation. <laughs> I know what you're saying though. You really you get to dive in. Yeah. Deep. Whereas if I was just playing the bass guitar, I would like think about okay, how is this? How can this part right. fit creatively? But I usually just kind of turn that on autopilot so that I can yeah. like sing and stuff. Um, yeah. I think that was a song that I wrote when I was, or, or like the the lyrics, um, when uh, <laughs> I was I was once just once again in an apartment alone for too long, <laughs> bummed out, and I was kind of writing from the vantage point of like like your internal demons and kind of them being like we have ultimate domain over you. And your feeble attempts at happiness are adorable. And mm-hmm. eventually you will return because... And it's just like a weird sort of like manipulative codependent relationship yeah. between you and the devil and mm-hmm. him like booty calling you at <laughs> one in the morning and be like, dude, I know, yeah. you're, I know you're coming back to me. So yeah. that's what's up. 
It's cool though, because like I feel like it can be interpreted in a lot of different ways depending yeah. on who you are and like your experiences. Because it could also mm. totally be about like another person. Right. Like right. before you told me that was the meaning behind the lyrics, I totally thought it was like a a human. Right. Not the <laughs> devil. Human, yeah, the devil human. <laughs> human lyrics. <laughs> but yeah, there's a song called "You and Whose Army" by Radiohead. Um, that the chords are all fucked up and I was like, oh, those are cool chords. <laughs> and then I remember showing them to Larry and Larry was like, you should, <laughs> you should not have a bunch of those chords in there, <laughs> but you should keep these ones. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was fun. And this is the first thing we played together. Carter was just playing this groove one day. And I think we... This one was tricky to record because we kind of had to arrange it because it was... Yeah. This is a thing we would just play. Sometimes it would be 15 minutes. Sometimes it would be five minutes. Yeah. It's pretty freestyle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had like a... There was this whole chorus thing at one point that ended up not being in the song that I remember we tried at first. Wait, Really? I don't yeah. remember that. I think I have an iPhone. Oh, yeah, I remember. Thing was what? Well, what would you say? I was like, I remember I would. I was like, uh, she was like, tell me all the bangers and I am on the fence. Oh, my God. And I am holding my breath. Like the groove goes to like, Yeah. What the fuck? Oh, my God. I totally forgot. And then I remember you and I were at Alex Bloom's music video shoot. And oh, we were like, crazy. dude, that part's stupid, right? <laughs> <laughs> we should cut that part, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Wow, I totally had forgotten about that. Yeah, man. Yeah, because I feel like it's such a hypnotic, like, washy kind of yeah, totally. atmosphere that, yeah. like, going... Duh, 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 yeah, duh, duh, it was totally dumb. It brings you out of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's just like, whoa. <laughs> But I think that was an important decision for the song. Like, oh no, we got we got to dive further into this groove and not try to find ways to like, yes. get out of it. Yeah. And this, I think I recorded this vocal like four different times. <laughs> One at, at AEA, yeah. and then one at Smitty's, and then I think I ended up redoing it here in the mm. closet at the end. Is that the one that you put in this one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It took me a while to figure it out. Um, and we recorded so many guitarists, so there's a lot of comping on those solo parts. But the instruments we were playing, like um, the keys and bass and drums and scratch guitar, we were all playing in the room together, which was cool. Right. That was really cool. I think it was easier that way. Yeah. Just for this song in particular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, even though we arranged it, sort of, kind of just yeah. to make it easier to actually record, it's yeah. still like, you know, a lot of my keys parts are improvised like every yeah time. exactly and and the so. syncopations and figures were easier to kind of like hit and groove i think when you're i like think if we had tried to record people, this just yeah. drums first 
That would no, because I totally thought. Yeah, yeah, I we were totally you so much. Especially, yeah. I follow the lyric like that, mm. that it's it's hard. It's really hard, yeah. impossible to yeah. do. I think without the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, it's like Carter follows Mackin's lyrics, and then I follow Carter. I don't even. Know I follow what Larry. Carter. Does <laughs> and Larry just goes. Let's have nuts. a seizure. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But <laughs> I remember this part. Convulses in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this part like. Before we did the scratch, we ended up recording a scratch vocal to record to, but we literally like counted it out. We were like, okay, 32 bars. Oh, <laughs> yeah. the bridge. Yeah, that's right. Oh, my God. I would not want to record this song again and have to think about all that stuff. We spent a lot of time on this breakdown. Yeah. Um, the thing is, Larry's idea to extend it a little it bit. It was, yeah. Uh, to put not space. have the put more drums space. come in at first. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. a little breathing room. Because it used to be just that lyric repeating forever. Yeah. And then we were like, "Oh, let's let's chop it up." And when did he, when did Carter do that the first? The time? first day that you did that start and stop drum part was when uh, we recorded it. When we recorded it, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the first day you tried. When you first did <laughs> yeah. that, I was like, "What?" <laughs> that was sick. It's funny. I still like. I can't play it like that. Like, like the know. way it's in that recording. Yeah, exactly. I, st- I try to play it like that, and I still can't. That moment was like really special i think yeah i was excited about that it's crazy like when you decide to record a song you know because that's i can't imagine recording this song a month later or a month earlier or now like it would just be so different yeah Yeah, it's like a cool snapshot and it's crazy when it happens so this and terrible film are the oldest songs yeah recording and i guess writing wise i think so yeah There's some nice uh, Sarah stacks in yeah. there. I remember recording the demo vocals in your closet, and the headphones weren't long. Like the headphone cord wasn't long enough. Oh really? Yeah. So oh, I that's had to, right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the headphones weren't long enough. I had to like keep my head like tilted back <laughs> just so that I wouldn't fuck anything up. Heck yeah, that was fun. And then it was your idea to have that that keys riff after we hit the last hit right i remember that i remember like was we, it we, oh we shit, were with the demos and you're like and we we literally copied and pasted it and we we're like what if we hit the last hit and then it goes okay which is also sarah when you wrote that piano riff like, yeah i mean it's just i fucking a, love that riff it's so just much. such and a I, nice I, I play it all the time when i sit really the piano. yeah it's just so fun some to nice play. parallel fifths. What they tell you not to yeah, do in fuck, theory one. Fuck the music school. Yeah, yeah that shit's beautiful. That. I love that. It's all fifths. I love that. It. Riff is offensive. <laughs> some people to, can't hear it. Theory one. <laughs> if you're really trained in classical music, you can't hear it. You block it. that frequency. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's true. Um, I think lyric-wise for that one. Um, I mean, so much of it was improvised, but it was really just about spiritual frustration and just like, I'm the, I'm the type of guy that reads a lot of like self-help books and <laughs> goes to therapy and things like that. And I think it was just at a time where I was like, what? Like still, <laughs> I'm not enlightened yet. What the hell? <laughs> or just being like, or just exhausted of, of trying to work on yourself all the time. Just being like, God damn it. 
<laughs> you just gotta try Scientology and then everything. Oh. And that's what we ended up doing, which is we're actually asking for donations right now uh, for <laughs> L. Ron Hubbard's foundation. Um, now you can't post this; they're gonna come after us. Honestly, yeah, they're gonna scan the web they and come then, after us. I don't know enough about Scientology to like riff. I was I'm about scared. to try to be like, Too scared, I'm scared. No. No. I'm scared. Now I want to move on. I ain't scared. <laughs> come at me, Scientology. Don't say it. <laughs> oh God. Magic Brain goes free. to L. Ron Hubbard comes down and he's like, "What?" <laughs> he's like, all, "I was joking anyway." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "This shit's a joke." Like, <laughs> yeah, I know nothing about Scientology. We are accepting that was a joke. That would be the it. most fucked up joke. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I don't want to go down the Scientology let's not rabbit go down hole. The yeah, let's. If I can move really on. go down let's that rabbit it. hole. Ooh. No, I'm Boy. Not. All right, if anybody wants to discuss it. Scientology <laughs> further, uh, you can email us at thenovadellings at gmail.com. We can have more theological discussions. Please don't. <laughs> um, we yeah, like not, theological discussions. I like just, theological um, discussions. But don't, if you're maybe mad at us about Scientology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't. Yeah. Tweet at us if you're mad at us. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good place. Send us a, send us a donation if you're mad at us. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, if you're mad, just give us some, some money. Yeah. Um, then we'll think that'll make it. you feel better. That brings us to the last song, which is uh, "Follow Your Dreams," um, which the um, was another thing that we would just kind of play extremely free form. Yeah, um, definitely the most out of all of our songs. Yeah, well. yeah. And so recording it was a puzzle because we had done most of the other things in isolation. And, you know, it was our, kind of our first time really figuring out how the studio worked. And we only had 16 channels. And so, and it was like the last thing that we did that day. And we were running around and being like, okay, like we only have this many mics for the drums. And we can put these like gobo wall things around the guitar amp to kind of isolate the sound there. And then Sarah can play DI keys in the control room and just plug straight into the board. And then I'll engineer and I set the microphone up in front of the computer. <laughs> um, and uh, I think some of us, did we all end up having headphones? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I think so. Okay. Yeah, I forget. Maybe not you, because you were in the... Right. You yeah, would, that's you what guys, I think you happened. You didn't. Because I had to turn the monitors down the control room. I think you had headphones. Yeah. And then I think I was just listening to the drums. Oh, fuck. Oh, but I could kind of hear the guitar. Right. I could kind of hear the guitar through the wall. Oh, so I like, forgot you had to turn the pitch yeah. off because you're singing right there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was trying really hard not to like breathe. <laughs> yeah, because you were recording the vocals right yeah. there, and like there was no way for you to re-record yeah. them. So I was like, I better not fucking sneeze, <laughs> or else this shit's ruined. I want. I'll play the just like the recording of just the vocal, and we can hear like just kind of what's behind it. Yeah. yeah. Um. And then we did a couple overdubs of just like bass and and soundscape stuff, uh, and harmonium and things. Um, but it was a really fun like final touch of the record because yeah. I think it was one of the last things that we had recorded. Yeah, I think it was and the last thing it was we the recorded. First time we were all there. Yeah, because we'd all yeah. we'd been going in pairs for a while. Um, it was just really fun. And Larry was like, "Wait, what if we turn all the lights off?" And then also, I think we recorded maybe four or five long versions mm-hmm. and then like two or three short versions of it. Cause the one that we recorded for the demo is like seven and a half minutes long. Fuck, <laughs> oh, I didn't even know um, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, 
That one was crazy. That was at your house. Yeah, that was, that was with, fun. That with one mic. I wonder if there's. That a, was the first time we like yeah. heard it ourselves playing it too. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I don't think we had like a good recording. You're of right. Us. Like, we had yeah. never heard ourselves. We had never heard ourselves it. play it back. So I remember yeah. like the moment of like listening back to it. And we just did it once. We just did it once yeah. and we listened back and I remember being like, Oh, this is cool. Yeah. <laughs> it was cool. I remember I had the acoustic guitar and I was like walking around the room yeah. with the acoustic guitar. That was fun. I hope I didn't I think I lost that recording in the fire. Oh, which the was really fire. sad. I'm gonna search Google Drive and, and yeah. see if I emailed those demos around to anybody. Um anyways. But uh I think after like the second take or something there, you suggested like, what if rather than like counting it off or just saying like, all right, we're rolling and then going right into it. You're like, Oh, what if we meditated before for like five minutes? Yeah. 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 I just Genius. remember it was like, just cause like we were like running around trying to get the studio set up. Yeah. And it was like, it was really right, hectic. Like, totally it was really hectic. Like, stressful. And like, like it's not a really heck. It's like a peaceful song in, in my, I mean, I'm, no, it kind of yeah. is. I think it is. Yeah. 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 So I was like, we should all just meditate. Yeah. Yeah. And, so and then like have one person just come in whenever they feel yeah. like it. Yeah. We all, I mean, I remember like, so there was no kind of having time. eyes closed and yeah. we all kind yeah. of just felt one another. Yeah. At once. Yeah. It was I really felt that cool. that would be the way to do it. That would best embody. Yeah. The and there spirit. were like four minutes of silence or something insane. Like, yeah. Right. Before I ha- yeah, on the original recording, I have it. it yeah. And it was just like, let's just all be still and silent for as long as we can. And yeah. then whoever starts just starts and we'll just fall in. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Put yeah. that up on Patreon for you patrons out there. Yeah. <laughs> you can hear four minutes of us <laughs> being <laughs> silence. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, maybe me breathing probably like, <gasps> oh man, <laughs> so spiritual. <laughs> um, but I remember like just the 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 quick little verse thing. Um, it was just a little thing that I would kind of noodle around on on a piano. Um, and I remember like, I I think I had gone to this like meditation retreat, um, and they had some kind of like they had like Buddhist songs. They had like kind of folk mm-hmm. songs. And I grew up like uh, like singing Christian songs at uh, Catholic school and stuff. And I remember like enjoying, and there's like so many great like spirituals and kind of Christian mythology, like folk songs and kind of like old spiritual melodies that are talking about God and stuff like that. Yeah. And, um, are talking about like internal life and, and wanting to live forever and things like that. And I'm going to see everyone that I know in this guy. And so the idea behind the lyric was like, Oh, what if there was a, 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 a Buddhist, uh, you know, folk song <laughs> that was <laughs> more about the idea of impermanence. Um, and it's interesting because I think sometimes we play that song. I remember last time we played that song and somebody in the crowd was like, that's the saddest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> um, I don't remember, but, that. I, but I don't, you know, but I, I don't. I, not. Yeah, I really yeah, disagree but, with that. I think too. it's like the most optimistic song that we have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's just the idea that like the fact that everything ends that doesn't make it. Uh, the I think the song is just about attachment and expectations, yeah. and uh, and you're gonna be fine. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Theme. So uh, with that, let's listen to "Follow Your Dreams." Thank you. 
This guitar part is like the only thing that was spliced over from another take because yeah. I wanted it. That's <laughs> true. Um, and that was a great call. call. I, I really like this guitar yeah. part. I'm glad that you... I think wasn't this, there was a while where this was going to be the first song on the record. Mm, yeah, I think we were toying around with the idea of having it be the opener. But now it's the closer. It was really fun recording these vocals too. Yeah, because it was you and who, who was my your friend, friend Will? Will, Will Van Dalsum, shouts out. Yeah, we were doing the overdubs and the harmonium and stuff. Yeah. I think Katie Gavin is back there from the podcast we did and, <laughs> and David St. John, the poet. That's awesome. Just from interviews. that's the record friends thanks for listening to this uh behind the scenes podcast series and um yeah do you guys have anything else to say about the record listen to that shit (laughs) (laughs) buy it come see us on uh on tour or something yeah go live in fullness despite uh the fact that everything will end friends but you'll be fine Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. Happy sad.